Hello. While the holiday season is considered by many to be the most joyous time of the year, for others, it is often the hardest. Seasonal depression and stress or perceived loneliness this time of year has been known to cause an increase in the number of people who want to end their lives. Recently, actor and martial artist Jason David Frank, known for his long role as Tommy Oliver in the Power Rangers franchise, chose to end his life at the age of 49, but you should not follow his example. If you or someone you know are experiencing a crisis, there are resources you can use. Please do not go through this alone. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 988. You can call or text. In some areas, the number might still be 781-781. Or go online to 988lifeline.org for more information. It is better to swallow your pride and ask for help than to do something you might regret. Again, that is 988. There are people out there who love you and want you in the world. DJ Redbeard, DJ Morgs, we're hopping on the mic because we're dumb and bored. I got the info, I got the takes. Join us for an hour because you're better off waiting. Listen while you're doing your dishes. Take a small walk. Welcome, Welcome everybody for some home good ball talk. I'm Morgan, and my co-host here is... Can I be Morgan today? Yeah, sure, bud. It's it's the holidays. Why not? I'm Connor, and my co-host here is... Not Morgan? Well, what? Now I'm confused. You, you're Morgan. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad. And you're listening to Home Cook Small Talk. We have our very special holiday episode today. Ain't that right, Morgan? Of course, Morgan. You're darn tootin'. Wait, I'm also Morgan? How about we both be Morgan? Okay, sure. More Morgans, uh... Okay. Yeah, why not? But yeah, it's our big holiday episode. Uh, Connor, who's not on this podcast today, just all Morgans, is uh, going away for some time. He's done some things. Uh, so we had to record a little early this year. So uh, we got a lot to cover. Ain't that right, Morgan? Of course, Morgan. But Morgan. Yes, Morgan. <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you a question real quick. Yeah, absolutely. So we've both seen all of the newest season of Big Mouth, correct? Uh, I have not finished it, no. Oh, no. I've watched most of it, but have not finished Oh no, that ruins this whole joke. Oh no. <laughs> no. Well, moving on. Moving on. All right, I'm dropping the shade. Connor, how are you doing? Uh, well, I've just been thrown off balance. <laughs> Did someone push you? Metaphorically speaking. Oh no. Well, Connor, this year, Spotify pushed me. Spotify pushed you. Spotify always pushes me to be greater. No, I'm just kidding. This is not an ad for Spotify. But you wanted to talk about our Spotify raps this year. Chicka chicka rap. You're right. I wanted to quickly uh, compare our Spotify raps. All right. Oops. Let's do it. Let's compare Spotify raps. What you want to know? All right. Well, I guess I'm pulling the thing up right now. 
Okay, okay. So, let's see. Wow, I really wish the animations for this were quicker and more to the point. Yeah, I, I took screenshots of it, so I didn't have to do that on the air. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, so what was your number one genre? Uh, rap. Mine was anime. Anime? Whoa, we got a waifu over here, huh? So, for preface, <laughs> I don't use Spotify Yeah. for anything other than the gym. I, I use Amazon Music for everything else. And when I'm at the gym, I exclusively listen to anime openings. <laughs> well, there you have it. But, so your Spotify wrapped is probably pretty interesting, huh? Yep. Number two is out of core. Three lo-fi beats. Four anime score. And five J-Rock. Beautiful. I just took the screenshot of a summary page and then my, um, uh, my uh, what's it called page? The, one, the other one you wanted to know? Um, what is it? It's kind of new, I think. It like describes you as a person, like that. Oh yes, your uh, personality, listener personality. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. How many? <laughs> curious, just because of the gym. This isn't to judge your gym time. How much? Uh, how many minutes did you listen? Eight thousand four hundred eighty-four. Good for you, man. That's a lot of gym time. Uh, I only had I had nine thousand three hundred seven. I was big in the podcast this year, and I didn't listen to those on Spotify. So it kind of messed with my stuff. Hmm. Um, but tell me, Connor, what is your um, listener personality? Uh, I can pull it up in a minute. That's the very last slide. Sure. Um, you my to... number one song mm -hmm. was Bloody Stream by Coda, which is the uh, that is the OP for part two of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Ah, nice, nice. Mine is by someone that um, is not seen in the best light right now. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you, if you said their name, would you uh, feel like you had bleach on your shirt? Uh, yes. <laughs> I would. I would indeed. Um, but while, you're, while yours is loading, I can tell you about my listener personality, Connor. Sure. It's the fan clubber. I'm the type of fan that artists dream of. When I love an artist, I cycle through entire albums, playing their hits and every song in between. And my notes are familiarity, newness, variety, and commonality. So, yeah, there you go. My uh, profile they gave me was the replayer. Hmm. You're a comfort listener. You stick with the songs you like by the artists you like from whenever and wherever. You rock. Why walk? Sorry. Why rock the boat? Yeah. And my tags are familiarity, timeliness, loyalty, and uniqueness. Okay. Well, we got one together. We shared one. So that's cool. Which, that's pretty close to how I use um, Amazon Music. Yeah. I'll use discovery mode to find new songs and then add them to my playlist of nothing but songs I like. <laughs> well, there you go. And then when I'm not in the mood for discovery, I just rock that one playlist that's like eight hours long. Nice. I need to start curating a few more. But. Connor, there are a lot of um, movie trailers that came out since the last time we recorded. I want to talk briefly about some of them. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Ant-Man and the Wasp, or Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, because that wasn't even really a trailer. 
I, I just wanted to acknowledge it. Yeah, the fact it, that it, it happened. happened. They they put it out. It was like a Scott Lang like history trailer, and then they put out like five seconds of footage. But yeah, uh, first up, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three. Connor, they finally put out the trailer. Big deal. And I think it's looking pretty cool. Of course, but we're gonna have to get a little closer to release to actually see decent footage. That's true, but we did get to see our first look at Adam Warlock. We did. That's fun. And um, yeah, I don't know. You have any hot takes? Um, coming off the holiday special, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure where they're gonna take the characters. I mean, obviously, they're either gonna team up with Adam Warlock or somehow square off against him, which was kind of hyped up in the previous Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, I I do like that. There seems like there's going to be a lot of focus on um. Peter Quill and the the new old Gamora <laughs> relationship, um, which is fa- just fascinating. Like, is he, are they going to be able to fall in love again? Is that out? Is that off the table? I feel like that's going to be an interesting part of this movie. So, I I, I don't know. I don't want them to Ghostbusters to this. Yeah, I do. I do think it's interesting that the whole dynamic is the whole the whole guardians team knows that they're i guess belong together you know so just it's neat it's pretty neat next up connor transformers rise of the beasts boy i've i it's been a while since i've been excited for a movie that looks this bad Uh, this movie is inspired by the Beast Wars TV show from way back when. <laughs> and by inspired, they include a couple of characters from the Beast Wars TV show, and not the actual setting and plot devices. No, of course not. For those who don't know, I haven't seen this trailer, basically, what if, what if, what if, hear me out, everyone. Some of the Transformers didn't transform in the cars, but instead, animals. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Which is hilarious because they already had the Dino Cons. Yeah. In um, one of the previous movies, I don't remember which one it was, but they only showed up for that one specific movie, and they only showed up at the very end of the movie. Yeah, this is all, this is all really weird. Um, I do like. I think it's fun. They're trying out a new uh, protagonist again, uh, and Anthony Ramos uh, is the main uh, actor. So that's cool. He uh, was um, starting in the Heights a few years back and was uh, a big role in Hamilton, things like that. He's a big Broadway star. He's had some movie uh, luck lately. And yeah, I don't know. It looks fun. I, I couldn't, you know what? At this point, I, I can say, I think genuinely, honestly, I could use another Transformers movie in my life. <laughs> so yeah, why not? Right? I'm curious. Did you uh, watch Bumblebee? I think I did. I don't even remember. (laughs) (laughs) I think I did, and I'm pretty sure I enjoyed it. I don't know. (laughs) I I never got around to watching it, but from what I understand, Bumblebee's actually a reboot. Yeah. Like a soft reboot for the whole franchise. Yeah. And I'm curious what they're going to do with Beast Wars. Because are they going to base it off the previous continuity, the Bay 
continuity or are they doing the new one? That's a wonderful question that maybe we won't even ever get an answer to. <laughs> Who knows? We might never know. Um, but there's no Shia LaBeouf and there's no Marky Mark, so it's kind of sad. But Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Up next, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Sorry, Super Mario Bros movie. Yahoo! Yahoo! Um, I'm actually genuinely kind of looking forward to this. I think it actually looks too. good. I just hate Chris Pratt's voice. Yeah, well, it's funny. Okay, so I I agree with you, Connor. But the the common joke that's going around on the internet is you ever see the meme where it's like the HR meme and like one person does something and it's fine. The other person does the same thing and it's harassment. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen the meme. So the meme when applied to this movie is Charlie Day does this completely normal voice for Luigi. It's amazing. Everyone loves it. Chris Pratt does his normal voice for Mario and it's a war crime. I just think the uh, internet radicalized everyone against Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt as Mario the second it was announced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the trailer looked really good. The graph, uh, the animation is really pretty. And um, they're, this sounds so stupid, but they're changing up enough of the lore of Super Mario Bros. That it actually it seems like it's going to be a good time. Luigi is getting kidnapped, not Princess Peach. She seems like a boss. And um, a lot of people be simping Peach. A lot of people be simping Peach. Um, yeah, I think it looks fun. And I don't want to talk about it in the Game Awards section that we're going to have. But uh, did you see the clip from the movie they showed? I did. It looks really good. I I actually am really into this movie. <laughs> this going to see it. This has potential. Oh, I'm 100% going to see it. What do you know? What what's the release date? I think it's the spring. Ah, spring, man. I w- honestly kind of wishing it was summer because I was debating if this should be Theo's first uh, theater movie theater experience, but I don't think it will be. I think it's too early. So we'll see. He might be too young. Yeah, I mean he won't get it either way, but he might like the colors. He might really <laughs> like those colors. All right, Connor, you wanted to talk start. to me about some weeb stuff. <laughs> um starting with jojo's bizarre adventure yeah so jojo's bizarre adventure it's over it's over the original continuity because the author there are additional chapters to jojo's bizarre adventure but they are in a completely different continuity sure sure so the original continuity of jojo's bizarre, jojo's bizarre adventure in regards to the anime completely over dang man Netflix released the last batch of episodes for Stone Ocean the other day, and the it was it was a wild ride, but unfortunately, it's now over, and I feel dead inside. Was it? <laughs> Yikes! Um, please listen to our opening, Connor. Um, uh, was were you satisfied with the ending? Oh, incredibly! The they changed the op i i gave the op the highest honor that i can personally bestow yeah by adding it to my gym playlist whoa i know dude Dude. it it's wild the lyrics are heavens coming down or heavens falling down and you know what (laughs) they're they're accurate (laughs) 
Dang man, that's wild. Uh, you um, should you should send me it. I'll, I'll give it a listen. It's a pretty solid bop. Um, the the visuals were awesome too because they were throwbacks to the original opening for part one of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, mm-hmm. and all around it was so awesome and fulfilling what they did. It's just I'm so like, what's the saying? Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Yeah, yeah, you're in that mode right now. Yeah, I'm just, I'm upset that there's not more to watch. Yeah. Especially because I'm never going to see these characters again because the next series is in a completely different universe. That's wild. Oh, man. Yeah, you're upset too. Uh, All right, what about Naruto? What's going on there? Well, so this is going to be released, whatever it is, after this episode is recorded. Uh Uh-huh. Or sorry, it comes out because... On December 15th, supposedly something crazy is going to be happening in the Naruto world. Supposedly? like Supposedly. A lot of people aren't sure what it's going to be, but I've seen two different theories. So, I know you're not into anime, but have you heard anything about Naruto or the sequel series Boruto? Yeah, I um, I watched a ton of the first series as a kid on um, uh, Adult Swim. All right, so you know that Naruto is a beloved anime franchise. Oh, yeah, it's a bop. Have you heard anything about Boruto? I heard it. It's pretty meh, but there's some some moments in it. So a lot of people are convinced that they're going to announce on the 15th a new sequel series to Naruto that's going to completely retcon Boruto out of existence because the la- I guess the I've never watched Naruto, but from what I heard from someone who did is the final villain of the show or the movie or whatever. They were a dream based villain and they were trying to lull everyone into a dream. Huh? So the theory is Boruto is just one of those dreams. Oh, that's wild. But there's another theory that on the 15th, because earlier this year, the series had, I think it's 20th anniversary or something of the first episode airing. Yeah. And to celebrate, they reanimated key fights in the movie in modern animation. And some people are convinced that they're going to reanimate the entire franchise. Oh, man. That'd be pretty cool. Dude, so, if they do that, Connor, I'll watch the whole thing. I'll watch it with you. <laughs> I, I did tell my buddy Garrett that if they did that, I would probably watch the show. There we go. It's really good. That's coming from someone who doesn't like weeby stuff. So maybe it's not I, very good. <laughs> I just haven't watched it because it's such a big commitment because there's so many episodes. Yeah. Which uh, reminds me, um, <laughs> I started The Walking Dead. Oh? Okay. Yeah. Um, it officially finished the original series, I should say. It's 11 seasons long. That's a lot of seasons. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm halfway through season three. And it's aight. I mean, aight. the first few seasons are really good, um, and then it trails off and then has its moments up and down again. It's just weird. It's so soap opery, um, but it's nowhere near as bad as later seasons. Like, I don't... Did you ever, like, in college when my, you know, the roommate I'm talking about was big into Walking Dead and, like, did watch parties? 
and stuff. Do you remember that at all? No, I don't remember any Walking Dead watch parties. Yeah, our first year. Um. Oh, um. The your original roommate. No. Oh no! Gosh, why did I say my roommate? Oh my gosh, that makes it so much more confusing. Ah, whatever. Uh, Spencer um was huge in the, The Walking Dead and stuff. I I don't remember that. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, a lot of us like watching an, a big episode that was supposed to happen. And I, I, the whole time was just like, this is terrible. <laughs> Why are people obsessed with this? So I waited begrudgingly until now to start the whole series. I will say though, Connor, um, regardless, I, I don't even know if I'd recommend watching the whole entire thing, but watch the first episode randomly. It's on Netflix. It's like one of the best pilots to any TV show ever. It obviously yeah. dips way lower than that at points. I just really liked the Telltale series. Yeah. Telltale, Telltale series is very good. Watch, Connor, watch the first episode. Just one. Like, really, you don't have to go further if you don't, like, aren't hooked. Because, yeah, talk about big commitments. But, um, yeah. And then, Connor, uh, the Video Game Awards were this week. They were. They were. Um, uh, Elden Ring won Game of the Year. Saw that coming. Uh, the guy who plays Kratos, do you remember his name? Not to the top of my head, no. Well, he won like a performance of the year and then gave like a 10-minute speech. It was really weird. I heard about that. Yeah, I was like skipping through it, and I'm like, it's not over yet. It was, it was bizarre. And then at the end of the show, do you hear about this? What you hear? What happened at the end of the show? No. Um. Uh. When the Elden Ring creators were going up on the stage, uh, some kid bum rushed them and then took the mic, and like basically thanked his um new rabbi Bill Clinton. <laughs> oh, so that's what. So um, oh shoot, what's this YouTuber? He makes those silly animations like Oni. Oh yeah, did you make one based on that? He made one on the Game Awards, and he was making fun of God of War because of how many awards they got. Yeah. And he made fun of the um, Kratos actor, and he was randomly talking about Bill Clinton and Elden Ring, and I had no clue what he was talking about. Yeah, there about. you go. Well, the guy got arrested. Um, it's Everyone was like, free the guy, whatever, but turns out he's like an InfoWars nut job, so it's kind of less, like, less fun, but So you're telling me... This guy didn't have an actual rabbi named Bill Clinton. No, he didn't. <sighs> Tragic. Next, you're going to tell me there's not a rabbi named Paul Bart. <laughs> you know, maybe only in Big Mouth, but uh, yeah. But yeah, um, I, I did, you know, whatever. The words are whatever. It's fun. I don't know. I don't have any hot takes on the actual words. But I did kind of want to talk about some of the game stuff they showed off. Sure. Let's go into it. Let's deep dive. I thought this was a pretty strong year for the Game Awards. Um, first off, like I, I, I only picked a handful that like I wanted us to talk about, right? Um, they had like way, way more than this, but some that stood out to me. They announced and showed a trailer for Hades too. Do you ever play Hades, Connor? I've not. I know you're a huge fan of it, though. I love Hades, and I'm really excited for this sequel. Same art style. It just, I don't know, it looks so fun. You play as Zagreus's sister. 
who is a daughter of the underworld and it's looking like you're trying to um kill um the titan i don't know it's weird uh, it looks interesting uh any thoughts on it at all uh, it, i mean it's cool that it got a sequel yeah. it's just i haven't played the first game so i can't really yeah yeah i mean that's fair. give my two cents on oh this looks so much better than the original because well i don't really have that oh i mean i thought it looked identical to the original and i'm just happy to have more of it to be honest the next one on this might be my most excited is a game for was it is their name campfire games is that it i thought it was campfire Games. yeah it's ken levine who's a uh founder of irrational games the company that did uh bioshock um one and in um bioshock uh infinite um he had split off and made a new uh company this is their first big game it's judas you know i thought when i remember i back in the day i said that prey remember prey yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i said that looked like bioshock in space but now that i've seen this trailer i can definitively say that this game looks like Bioshock in space. Yeah, this one 100% does. And I'm so sold on it. I don't care if it's the worst game ever. I'm buying it. <laughs> I love Bi- Bioshock. might be my favorite game franchise. And this just, I don't know. It looked so cool. Are you hot on Bioshock? Do you not care? You know, I loved, loved, loved the first game. Um. I got it for like 99 cents. Yes. And oh, I remember they did um, Bioshock Infinite as a game with gold. Mm-hmm. And they did a deep sale on the first Bioshock game. And at that point, the second game wasn't available digitally. Hmm. So I got the first game for 99 cents. Played through the whole thing. Loved it to death. And then I hunted down a copy of Bioshock 2. Yeah. And I got like three fourths the way through the game, and I just couldn't fall in love with it, and I ended up dropping it. Oh man, that makes me sad. I know, but I loved the first game, and I really enjoyed Infinite, but I never finished it. Yeah, this game looks a lot more in line with Infinite. Um, just it seems like Ken Levine is kind of, and there are, there are talks about this when Infinite was being developed and everything. He kind of seems like a psycho developer a little bit. Like, not really a good uh, environment to be around and everything. Hopefully that's changed, you know. I I don't want to, like, spread rumors or anything like that. But um, it, do- it definitely looks a lot more in vain with Infinite. I think it looks sweet. But, yeah, uh, moving on. Um, they, uh, Kojima was there with his buddy Jeff Keighley, as usual. And Kojima. Kojima. And he showed off Death Stranding, too. And it looks confusing and exciting like the first game. I don't know, man. I'm excited to watch fan theories and look up the plot on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, any thoughts on your end? I mean, again, this is a game I, I couldn't even play because it was a PlayStation exclusive. Um, Which it's I not anymore. First... I don't think, right? No, well, it I, is. I, it's on PC, I think, yeah. but... I don't think it's on Xbox. Anyway, the I know the first game, that was a hugely hyped up game because I believe that was Kojima's first game off of his Konami split. Yep. 
and I think it, a lot of people really liked it, but it kind of um, it didn't necessarily fall flat, but it didn't live up quite to what people were expecting. Yeah, the gameplay is some of the most bizarre stuff ever. I feel like you it either clicks with you immediately or it's not it. So hopefully they can refine that a bit in this second game. And dude, his storytelling went so far off the walls for Death Stranding. And I'm kind of excited for him to just keep going insane. Yeah, I, I kind of got the feeling the storytelling was going to be off the walls from the reveal trailers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> from the first game, at least, because I distinctly remember Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. And, and he was like an undead person. and I, I just knew from the get-go it was going to be wild. Oh, yeah. All right, I want to blast through these last four real quick. Uh, they announced, I've never played Dead Cells, but they announced the DLC for it, uh, Return to Castlevania. And it seems like it's the only way Castlevania is going to get a full-fledged sequel in high production quality. So that's always exciting. Uh, you ever check out um, Dead Cells at all? Nope. Nah. Uh, it's supposed to be pretty well-refined, like roguelite. Um, and Castlevania is an amazing series, so thought that looked cool. Then, Connor, we're back. We're talking more Transformers. Transformers Reactive got announced uh with its first trailer it's a cg trailer but i think it has a unique hook i don't know like an interesting hook uh obviously we'll have to wait to see some gameplay but did you like show the show me gameplay. show me the gameplay i will pass judgment then <laughs> beautiful then uh crash team rumble i'm a huge crash bandicoot fan was very excited to see there is a new crash game although it is not a traditional 3D platformer or 2.5, whatever it ends up being. 3D, I guess. Uh, instead, it's looking like a hero-based team Wumpa Fruit collection game. Kind of mixed on that. I'm curious to see gameplay and actual details. Uh, would you play this with me? What do you think? I'm, I'm curious if it's going to end up being like that Pokemon game. Oh, like the MOBA <laughs> Unite? Yeah, Pokemon Unite, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Just because I saw him dunk the Wumba fruit. Yeah. But show me gameplay. Show me gameplay. And then I finally, will pass judgment then. <laughs> finally, Connor, Crime Boss, Rocket City. Dude, did you see the gameplay for this? No, I didn't see any gameplay. I just saw, oh, like in the trailer, you mean? Well, they released seven minutes of gameplay. What? Dude, no, I didn't. I got to look it up. I got to look it up. Uh, the trailer was nuts, and the um, the cast is insane. Like, the gameplay, I know it's pre-alpha footage. Yeah. It didn't really look like anything to write home about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it kind of just looked like your run-of-the-mill shooter gotcha. game. So, it, it really reminded me of Payday. Yeah, Payday is cool though. I mean, yeah, nothing to write home about, but it's fun. So, but this one's got vanilla to... ice. <sighs> the castle. They're gonna nuts. have to hook me with, um, like action, not like quite gameplay, but world setting and 
storytelling to make this stand out for me yeah. for anything other than celebrity voice casting. No, that's fair. That's fair. And that's it from the Game Awards. I did want to talk about one last thing in the appetizers real quick that I had forgotten about. Uh, did you see that? Do you know who Mike Flanagan is, Connor? It sounds incredibly familiar. He's like the creator of like The Haunting of Hill House, Bly, Bly Manor. He's done a few Stephen King at, like horror movie adaptations. He did Dr. Sleep and Gerald's Game. And he has a few movies of his own, like Hush, like that stuff. Anyway... He had said like a while back that his lifelong dream was to be able to adapt uh, the Dark Tower series. And Stephen King finally gave him his blessing and he announced that he's making a multi-season full adaptation of the entire Dark Tower story. Oh, jeez. No, but like it's a TV show. I know, but oh, jeez. What? Dude, that makes me excited. You got time. I've, I've heard legends of how crazy intricate and hard to read the dark tower is yeah i mean there are like eight books so far or something like that at least oh i i've just heard legends of how hard it is to even grasp because i guess in order to read the dark tower you also have to read stephen king's novels and short stories because the Dark Tower is a series that reveals that all of Stephen King's books are actually all in the same continuity and they're all interwoven and interwebbed in some intricate way. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm I'm excited for it. I think if you've I I'm guessing you haven't seen much of his work, but I think this guy like Mike Flanagan has the potential, especially if he's already signed on to do multiple seasons time to actually flesh it out and make it make sense uh him and king have a good relationship too so i don't know i'm re- i'm re- i'm pretty excited for this but i'm oh uh, what what do you got i'm just scared because i'm worried we might get into another situation similar to what happened with game of thrones oh that like, they're gonna run out of source material i don't think he'll run out it's just i know the dark tower is a huge book series it's just it's been a while since stephen king released books in the series or at least a book and um i know one thing i don't know if i should say because it's a spoiler but there is a specific character from one of his books that appear is or is supposed to appear in the dark tower Mm mm-hmm and Stephen King has straight up said that he doesn't like he's afraid of the mindset he has to get into when he writes for this character. Mm. Oh, that's and not doing he it. pretty much has confirmed, yes, this character is still alive after the book, but he doesn't want to keep writing for the character. And I think he also said he needs at least two more books to finish the Dark Tower series. Yeah, so I, I was just looking this up. It's really interesting. The series officially ended in 2004. And then he did, did an interview in 2009. Said he had an idea for a new short story. And then basically was like, well, why don't I do like three more of these and then another book and just make it like fairy tales? So <laughs> I think the canonical like beginning to end is done. And it's just going to keep moving forward from there. Oh, that's so weird because I distinctly remember 
hearing someone say that the Dark Tower series isn't finished and that he needs at least like two or three more books to finish it. I think that's kind of what that thing implied. Like there was a natural ending and then he's like, but wait, I'm not done. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So at least there's that. (laughs) But yeah, I think think we've talked about this enough. I'm excited for it, but we'll have to see when it actually comes out probably like three years from now. Um, I think it's time for us to move on to the main course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Connor, um, this week I brought a few things for my beard to table. And now it's time for Beard to Table, the show where I dine and review straight from my table to you. Enjoy. What about you? I have brought one thing. Let me go grab it. Okay, okay. Connor, you've returned. I has returned. And what did you bring to the table? Well, I brought Krusty's Pumpkin Pie Bar Mix. Woo! Wait, Krusty's Pumpkin Pie Bar Mix? Yes. Okay, okay. So, this is a little unorthodox for a beer to table. Because, are you familiar with the Krusty's brand? No, I thought this was like a Simpsons uh, reference. No, so they sell cake mix. And that meant I had to open the box and bake it before this episode was recorded. Oh my gosh. Wait, say the name of this one more time. Uh, Krusty's. Uh-huh. K-R-U-S-T-E-A-Z. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. K-R-U-S-T-A-Z? T-E-A-Z. E-A-Z. Oh, gosh. Okay, Krusty's. Krusty's. Yeah, Krusty's. No, no, no. You, you gotta get the z. Z, Krusty's. Yes. Pumpkin. Bar pie. mix? Pumpkin pie bar mix. Pumpkin pie bar mix. Jeez. And so you made a pie. It's not a pie. It's more like pumpkin bars. So, like, lemon bars, but with pumpkin. Sure. Okay. That's exciting. Did you have to bake these? Yes. Wow. How long did that take? 30 minutes. Oh, okay. That's not so bad. So, but I did have to add three-quarter cup of milk, one egg, and four tablespoons of butter. Oh. And, you know, I had an issue. And that issue was I, I don't actually have butter in the house. Oh, no. But I did remember one thing. I do have butter in the house. Oh, no. If you go back a couple of episodes, you'll find that I did pumpkin spice butter. <laughs> so you used that? But there's more. Oh, no. God. Guess what I still had in the freezer? Uh, the The milk? No, Connor, why do you do this to yourself? (laughs) So I made pumpkin pie bar mix using pumpkin spiced butter and pumpkin spiced milk. (laughs) Note that Krusty's probably does not recommend this. (laughs) Oh gosh, okay. What's it smell like, man? It reeks of pumpkin spice. Oh, what a shocker. That's crazy, man. Like, there's 
pumpkin spice, and then it just reeks of an or- inordinate amount of pumpkin spice. Like, it smells like I walked into Starbucks anytime between September 1st and probably November 5th. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. All right, man. Dig in. I, I have my knife out to cut into the bars. Oh, of course, of course. You know, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get this good and close to the microphone, so you can hear the cutting motion. Nice. Okay. 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 Now I just gotta free the bar from the. Oh, that that went pretty quick. Free the bar. All right, so. <laughs> oh, it's actually a little soggy. Hmm. I don't know if I didn't bake it long enough or. Goes the. Well, okay. Guess I'll take a bite. That's gooey. It's gooey? The crust didn't really crust crusty up okay but the filling tastes like i this is crazy the filling was powder yeah and i mixed milk and an egg in it okay it actually kind of tastes like has a texture of pumpkin pie filling huh that seems gross for a bar (laughs) That being said, the pumpkin spice is, like, overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah, I bet, man. (laughs) Because not only would there have been pumpkin spice in it to begin with, but I said, I'm a double down. (laughs) Dang. Well, okay. Would you recommend it? You know... It's actually not a terrible flavor. Yeah. But I highly recommend don't do what I have done. (laughs) Don't butcher it. Don't. The spice is enough. Like, I think that there are, like, you know how they say there's, like, hot singles in your area? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there are, uh, there are women in my area. (laughs) Yeah. And they can smell me. (laughs) Yeah. And they're coming. <laughs> they're coming. <laughs> they don't want me, but they want what I have. Oh, no. Yeah, it's like the Meat Canyon video all over again. Pumpkin um. <laughs> spice. All right. Out of, out of 13, Connor, what would you rate this? I would give this 7 out of 13 uh, white pumpkin mochas. All right. And there you have it, folks. Connor, I brought two things. Technically four things, but two things, really. Wow. You you, you saw me doing the uh, that challenge with all the pumpkin butter. Yeah. And you decided I'm going a, I'm to a up, one-up him. I did. And I want to ask you what you want me to do first. There's a three-pack of something and then a solo thing. The solo thing. The solo thing? Okay. Can you guess what I have from the noises? <laughs> is it a candy? God, yeah, it is. It is Twizzlers 
Hershey's chocolate oh, no. flavored. Oh. I've seen these at work. Yeah, I was scared. So I went to pick these up, right? And the, the, I guess they also have a black licorice one they're selling right now. And black licorice to me is one of the worst flavors of all time of anything. I, I think black licorice is the most depressing candy on the planet, it's, honestly. It's so horrible. But they I, look... I don't understand why it exists, honestly. They look almost identical. And I almost picked up the black licorice one instead of this. And if I came home and was so excited and had the black licorice one, I don't know what would have happened to myself. But I have the Hershey's chocolate flavored Twizzlers. Uh, the bra- the bag, the left side is the classic red. The right side is the Hershey's brown. And inside, there are some brown Twizzlers. Um, I could smell the Hershey's chocolate before I even open the bag. Shall I, shall I indulge? I'm curious. Does sure. it smell like, uh, chocolate syrup? Um, kinda. Yeah. It's like, it does smell like a Hershey's bar. You know what it smells like? It smells exactly like the hot cocoa I had the other week. Interesting. Yeah. And I just realized the bag was had a slight tear in it, so there is a chance I might die after consuming these. It's fine. I just consumed milk that has been in my freezer for well over two months. <laughs> I meant more someone might have tampered with it. But Okay. I opened the bag. I'm smelling it. Wow, that is some ripe Hershey's chocolate smell. The uh, Twizzlers themselves are very brown. Uh, they feel like a little slimy. I don't remember if it's, it's quite close to what a normal Twizzler feels like. Uh, they're like the thinner versions. You know how there's like the really thick ones and then the thinner ones? Yeah. So these are the thinner ones and you can't, you actually can't really pull them apart that well. They're not serrated enough. I'm curious. Do you prefer the bigger ones or the smaller ones? I think the bigger because I like pulling them apart. I think that's fun. I think I would have preferred the chocolate ones in that style. Yeah, me too. Shall I? Shall I take a bite? Hang on. <laughs> okay. Take the Twizzler, right? Yes, I'm holding a Twizzler. All right, so get part of it in both your hands, right? Sure. All right, now put it up to your face, like under your nose. <laughs> so make it like a chocolatey Hulk Hogan mustache, real quick. Oh, I'm making it, brother. All right, now I'm happy. You can eat it. Okay, thank you. I'm going to finish one whole one, then I'll give my... Wow, one whole one. A lot of chewing. Twizzlers do require chewing, yes. I'm so sorry, audio listeners. I like the Twizzler bites for this exact reason. Yeah. Okay, I finish it. Um, they're pretty mid. Yeah, I find Twizzlers to be a mid candy, honestly. I love normal Twizzlers. But what I'll say about this is the chocolate taste is pretty dull. Like, it is a Hershey flavor, but it's barely there. So unless I had a mouthful, like at the very end, I tasted it a lot because I had like the whole Twizzler in my mouth. But before that, I could barely taste it. So I don't know. I'd say if you're a Twizzlers fan, but you're obsessed with chocolate and you got to have both. That's really the only reason you should check these out. 
Uh, I bet they would be fun if you melted them too, but yeah. Or if you need a brown mustache. Uh, but yeah. Hey, brother. Do you need me to rank it out of a number? You know, rate it, whatever. Give me a scale on one to 17. All right. From one to 17, I'll give it a nine. It's slightly above like a 50%, you know? Like, I would eat these if they're the only option. Although I'm not clamoring for them. They don't really fill, fulfill my chocolate-like urge, and they don't really fulfill my, like, sweets urge. So, yeah. They're just kind of there. All right, Connor. What I have next for you is a little nuts. It's actually a lot of nuts. I got the Planters um, Holiday Nuts Collection. The Peanuts Collection. I know this was a thing. Yeah, it comes... It's a trio pack. It comes with cocktail peanuts... Honey roasted peanuts and sweet and crunchy peanuts. The uh, box is made to look like a gift, like a wrapped gift, uh, and it shows the the uh, the container what each container looks like. So I'm gonna open it up and pull out all three containers. Wait, out of sweet and crunchy, you mean uh, toffee peanuts? Perhaps. Hmm, hmm. Oh, dude, I love toffee peanuts but i can never find them i was like i don't really know if they are toffee peanuts i like don't know i to be honest i don't know when when the last time or if i've ever really had planters peanuts so i'm curious which one should i start with eeny meeny miny honey roasted honey roasted all right you got it um yeah there's a honey roasted peanut on the container and there's Mr. Peanut. Is that his name, right? I mean, if you want to assign gender to him. Well, he, he like was has his whole ad campaign. He died, remember? And then he became Baby Nut. Yeah, Baby Nut. Well, he's not Baby Nut on the package, so. Um, I'm opening it up. I, for, I like, okay, can't smell anything yet because there is a protective uh, sheet on it. So I'm going to open that. Okay. I see the peanuts. Woo! Man, they smell like peanuts. They, they're a very strong smell of peanuts. I don't smell the honey. But I'm holding one. There's a lot of dusting on it. I'm going to take a bite. I'm going to have like two more. Okay. Connor, these are pretty delicious. They're like cheap versions of like roasted peanuts you could find on the streets in New York. City, I should say. Not just like randomly on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, honey roasted personally. Yeah, those are good. I like those. All right. Sweet and crunchy or cocktail? Cocktail. All right. They're salted cocktail, I should say. Oh, wait. They're salted. They're salted, yes. Still still fine with your decision to go with these next? I might regret it, but keep going. Okay. I'm opening it, opening it up. Same protective wrap. I am going to unlock the seal. All right. I'm going to need you to eat them salty nuts and let me know how they are. Oh, you bet. Um, These smell more aggressive. They smell like uh, five guys. 
Not like five men, like the restaurant Five Guys. Well, Five Guys does use peanut oil. They do. And this, it smells aggressively like peanut oil. I'm going to take a bite. I haven't been to Five Guys in forever. They have good fries. Not sponsored by Five Guys. Connor, this basically just tastes like Five Guys. Yeah, these are pretty good. Five Guys now. My only negative on these is yes, the honey roasted left the dusting on your fingers. These leave all the oil. So these aren't as much of a gaming snack. But they're really good. They're less aggressive in the taste, and I like that. So I'm actually a pretty big fan of those. All right, should I go in for the sweet and crunchy? Of course. I should uh, bite into some sweet and crunchy nuts. Yeah, bite them sweet and crunchy nuts. All right, I'm opening the seal. These ones look wonderful. They look like the honey roasted ones, but even prettier. They almost look like uh, like walnuts or cashews, like when they're toasted. I'm gonna. Ooh, these ones smell sweet. These are the first ones that actually smell sweet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Connor, those are the best. They're like toffee nuts. They're very good. Um, okay. I would highly recommend this pack. It's got a variety for all your nut needs. Um, uh, what should I rank this one out of? One out of seven. One out of seven? I'm going to give this a six. This is great. Uh, seven would mean it's perfect. And like, if it was perfect, maybe there'd be a few more types of nuts. But as we stand, it's very good. I'll give it a solid seven. Well, Connor, that's my beard to table. <laughs> I'm very excited this week. I had one dud and three hits. And you had kind of a hit. And yeah. Well, I think it's time, uh, since we just went through all that, to actually turn, since we got all these snacks, uh, to move on to Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire! Where this week you watched a movie, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, is it nice, is it nice of me to call it a movie? Is that better than it actually is? You can call it whatever you want. I call it, uh... An hour and a half of hell. Wow. You watched uh, Falling for Christmas, right? It, it it made something fall. Wow. And uh, Lindsay Lohan? They named it. Sorry, Lindsay Lohan. That's how she, I think, came out this year and finally said that's how her name's pronounced. Um, uh, yeah. She sure, stars whatever. in it, right? She does. And I think they named the movie after its Rotten Tomato score. Oh, Falling? Yep. Dang. All right, man. I know nothing about this. What's the uh, very brief pitch, the elevator pitch for this movie? You know that movie Overboard? Uh, no. I mean, I probably do, but I don't. So Patrick Swayze yes. owns okay. a boat. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, he's a carpenter. And this rich woman snubs him. Sure. And she falls off her boat. Like that night, and Patrick Swayze finds her, and but she has amnesia, and he 
convinces her that she's the mother of his children. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And he tricks her into raising his kids for him while she has amnesia. Wow. So that's what this movie is like? That's pretty much what this movie is, but it's on a ski resort. And it's all about raising kids and stuff? Not necessarily, but for the most part, this movie is overboard on a ski resort. So is it a little bit more innocent, though? Like Kind of like 50 First Dates? Or no? Pretty malicious. It's not... Mal- okay, this is like Hallmark presents... So it's a cutesy version. Okay. Yes, because the guy doesn't know who she is. He just takes her into his house. Oh, okay. So it's like Overboard in the sense that she's a rich woman who has amnesia. Mm-hmm. But it def- it becomes a Hallmark movie in the sense that the guy's completely innocent. Yeah. Okay. Well, nice. And just an idiot. Um, so, uh, how was the performance in this movie? How was Lindsay Lohan? Wooden. Wooden, really? Wooden. Okay. Uh, how was everyone else? For the most part, wooden. (laughs) Dang, man. Um, did, uh, were there any fun plot twists in this Hallmark-ish-esque movie? I'm 90% certain this one old guy was supposed to be Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, sweet. There's there's a funny TikTok I saw, Connor, about uh, generic Hallmark movies. And, like, the whole, like, ending of it was that, like, there's always a creepy dude that you're pretty sure is Santa, but they never go forth with it. So it's, like, really creepy. Was it kind of like that? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Sick. Um... So, the premise of this movie, I, I know you didn't ask, but... <laughs> I, I, I want to know, so... I feel like sharing. Yeah. So, Lindsay Lohan is a spoiled, rotten hotel heiress who has never worked a day of, in her life, and her dad is pretty much insisting she take the position of, like, president of environment or something of the company. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like a completely BS made up position where she clearly isn't going to do anything. Mm-hmm. And she's like, nah, daddy, I want to be a social media star like my boyfriend. Mm. And that's going to be a total viable career for me, even though I look like I'm 45. <laughs> and she gets really mad and goes up on her dad's ski resort with her boyfriend and he proposes to her and at the exact same time this little girl and her grandma whose dad is running the struggling ski lodge on the other side of the mountain yeah and the little girl is like interacting with the dude that might be santa and it's kind of implied that the dude that caused that place Santa causes a sudden burst of wind on the mountain that causes Lindsay Lohan's character to go over the side of the mountain. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the boyfriend goes on the other side of the mountain. And Lindsay Lohan's found by the little girl's dad. Yep. And he takes her in. Even though she has amnesia. And yeah. 
And meanwhile, the boyfriend, well, I guess now technically fiance, has to go on a journey where he ends up running into this woodsman who helps him hike back to civilization. <laughs> awesome. Wow. Uh, okay, so I'm pretty sure I know. But did you like this movie? The silence is definitely. I hated this movie. Hated I hated every it. single minute of it. Oh no! Even the Santa part. You know the only if you made an edit of this movie where it where Santa caused the gust of wind and it shows her falling down the side of the mountain and it just plays like the generic like neck breaking sound effect and then cuts to black and credits <laughs> oh i would gosh. i would be thankful Bruh. for this movie <laughs> <laughs> wow okay so out of um out of eight what would you rank this movie so i went into this movie with zero expectations sure sure i was expecting it to be bad but because it's a netflix movie i kind of had the expectation it probably would be slightly better than a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Let me tell you what. <laughs> I've seen some Hallmark movies in my time. The overwhelming majority of them were crap. And I would gladly watch some of that Hallmark dribble that's the exact same movie copy-pasted with the exact same actors and maybe one plot change <laughs> over this movie any day of the week Jeez. and i am a passionate hallmark movie hater well there you have it um are you mad at me i needed punishment oh. i needed punishment and <laughs> i so for context to the viewers sure. inside baseball here last year i flipped a coin and made morgan watch the new adams family movie i forgot about that yep and so this was my penance for making to make up for the fact that I made Morgan watch the Adams Family Vacation. You know, and I'll be completely honest, that movie sounds better than this one did. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think I'd rather watch that movie than this one. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I'd watch it again before I watch this. <laughs> Although I might watch this for fun with Kristen. It might be funny to do that. But not I, I was in the first 15 minutes of this movie and I was telling Morgan how bad it was. Yeah. Was... It was so hard to get through the first 15 minutes. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm so sorry, Connor. Well, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's keep moving on. Let's shake it off. Let's shake it off um, by moving on to this week's ranking. And Connor, for this week's ranking, you actually gave me a scenario that would have probably made this list if it happened. Like a few minutes ago, when you were hoping that the avalanche killed the main character of that movie. <laughs> because this week we're talking about our top 10 movie deaths. And uh, we just kind of made it all around movie deaths. It doesn't have to be the most iconic, most memorable, the funniest, the most clever, just whatever we were kind of vibing with. Uh, I had a lot of fun with this exercise. I hope you did too. I think we should do a back and forth for this one. We can do that. Um, just real quick. Yeah. Did you include the one we've mentioned repeatedly? The one? 
No, no, we no, I did not. Okay, so <laughs> the one that spearheaded this entire discussion the other day, Morgan texts me and he asks me, "Do you remember how James the Giant Peach's parents died?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I know." Morgan, what killed him? A rhinoceros. <laughs> a rhinoceros. A cloud rhinoceros that came down from the heavens and killed his kid's well, parents. Okay, well, that's like the image of it. Apparently, they were in, what is it, Paris. They went to Paris for a day trip somehow. And um, the, the, there was a breakout at the zoo. <laughs> the rhino. As happens all the time. All the time. It's tragic. They really need to fix that. But um, <laughs> it viciously killed the parents. But on the plus side, what they make sure to mention in the movie is that the rhinoceros, what was it, 20 seconds? It killed them in like 20 seconds. They felt no pain. <laughs> well, thank goodness thank the rhinoceros in all of its blood rage and ran- and just carnage was at least considerate. Oh, yeah, of course. So, <laughs> so what we decided to do... <laughs> Let's rank our top ten deaths. <laughs> Inspired by that. <laughs> All right, Connor. What's your what's your number ten? Okay. <laughs> I went with a safe. Uh, I, I went with a safe one here. Sure. Oh, by the way, right. huge spoiler warnings. Oh, absolutely. If you don't want to get any movies that you've ever thought about watching spoiled, probably skip this part. There'll be timestamps. So. I, I, I'm playing it safe. I'm playing it with an old childhood uh, movie everyone's familiar with. And that's The Wicked Witch of the West from The Wizard of Oz. Hmm, interesting. Because, <laughs> come on, water. Water. Like, what are you doing? It rains, lady. <laughs> Dude, she, she just uh, puts on her bigger hat. Do you know if she's aware that there's water in the air? <laughs> like, what? It, it, if she goes out on a humid day, will she die? I think she's just a hypochondriac. I don't think it actually kills her, even though it did. You know, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Okay, I like your number ten. Uh, there's a chance uh, that might be coming up somewhere on my list, maybe. My number ten is going to be Deputy Thomas Burke. Which I had to look up the name of the character, but it's uh, from Final Destination Two. It's my only Final Destination one on the list. This one, Connor, is the log uh, falling off the truck. Oh man, dude! Yeah, this is that one. <laughs> I saw this on TV years ago, and it still irks me whenever I see the log truck. Oh yeah, it always makes me nervous. I always have to like move over a lane. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's my <laughs> iconic death. Final Destination just has this. Um, this talent of making anyone who has any anxiety or paranoia just skyrocket for the rest of their lives. Uh, but yeah, what's your number nine? Uh, Sergeant Pyle from Full Metal Jacket. Hmm, okay. Yep. So have you seen Full Metal Jacket? I have. I have indeed. Yeah, so. Hi, Joker. Seven, six, two, fifty-one millimeter. Full metal jacket. Oh man, <laughs> what a way to go out for gunning yeah. and then pile. Poor pile. He just he just wanted to eat his donut in peace. He really did. He really did. The poor man. 
Uh, my number nine is going to be Marvin from Pulp Fiction. Oh, Marvin. Poor Marvin. Uh, Marvin, who accidentally got his brains blown out in a car. <laughs> I, know, this scene I is, just shot Marvin in the face. It's, it's so funny, man. Pulp Fiction is so good. Oh, man. Um, that one's an iconic one. That was one of the icon ones on my list. I like felt like I needed to put on there. All right. What's your number eight? This is a solemn one. I got poor Chubbs from Happy Gilmore. Oh, no. Oh. Imagine you're a golf legend and you get struck down in your prime by a one-eyed alligator. <laughs> Takes your hand, clean off, forces you to replace it with a wooden one. But then your loyal friend manages to kill it and take his head. And on the eve of his golf tournament, he he presents you with its head as a trophy just to scare the bejesus out of you and you go right out the window. <laughs> so good. I have a solemn one for my number eight, Connor. Mr. Tony Stark, Iron Man himself in Avengers Endgame. And that snap killed the boy, but it saved billions. Thank you. I love you 3,000. But, okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Number seven, Connor. All the friends from Zoolander. <laughs> Picture it. You and your friends are at a gas station. They think it's a good idea to have a gas fight. <laughs> and then one of them lights a cigarette. <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> ah, man so good um my number seven is one that you've already mentioned sergeant pile full metal jacket it's just a classic scene kind of hits you a shock too like the first time you see it don't really think he's gonna do it i don't know i didn't think so at least then when it happens it's like dang but yeah uh what's your number six Oh, this is one that will make a grown man cry. And that's the T... That is the T-100 from Terminator 2. It's tragic. Sorry, T-800. T-100 is a completely different model. Remind everyone how he died. Well, they just defeated the T-1000. But they can't allow Skynet to exist by... Someone getting a hold of the T-800's chip in his noggin. So he has to do the only honorable thing he can. He straps himself on a chain. He says goodbye to John Connor. And he lowers himself into the molten metal. So tragic. But he gives he gives a f- one final thumbs up before he goes. So tragic. My number six is Jack Torrance from The Shining. That classic look <laughs> when he freezes to death in the maze. <laughs> Just such a funny picture. It makes for a great meme, too. But, yeah. Drenched in insanity. He loses his way in the maze in the winter. And he freezes to death. Yeah. Number five? You know, I just had a mid-list revelation. Sure. 
And I was originally going to do Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2 here. <laughs> but I'm pulling him off my list. Sorry, but you did die a monster today. Uh, <laughs> and I'm replacing him. And I know he didn't. He it's implied at the end of the movie he didn't actually die, but I'm putting the Iron Giant here. Okay. Iron Giant is such an awesome movie, and what a tragic way to go. Yeah. Sacrificing yourself to save a town who just minutes ago were rejecting you, and you also might have been trying to kill. And <laughs> the way he was just inspired by Superman. Those were his final words, trying to live up to his hero. It's beautiful. It is. My number five is Charlie from Hereditary. Did you watch Hereditary, Connor? I've read the Wikipedia synopsis, and this is wild. <laughs> so you know how Charlie dies. That's the sister, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, I know how the sister goes. All right, well, I mean, I guess I'll say it. You know, if if this means we have to make this episode uh, rated differently, whatever, that's fine. So uh, Charlie and her brother go to this party, and she eats something that she's having an allergic reaction to. So they're rushing. I don't know if they're rushing home or to the hospital. I think it's, I don't know which. But they're rushing. They're in in his car, and uh, they they have the windows down. She's, like, trying to, like, gasp her air and everything, right? And, um... (laughs) Uh, they're like on this, like, it's like a a small road, but there's like road signs and everything. She has her head way out the window and, um, let's just say it makes contact with the road sign, uh, cuts that head clean off. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the, the, the brother goes in the shock, basically drives home and just like goes into his bed crying and like leaves his Capitated sister's body in the car and doesn't say a word to his parents. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Number four, Connor. <laughs> Let's make this deathless cheery. What's your number four? Number four is Randy Quaid's character from Independence Day. Oh, yeah. It's a good one. Well, the alien weapon's about to go off. All hope looks lost. And here comes Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. The guy who just hours ago was thought to be crazy because he claimed for years he was adopted by aliens. You know, in the original cut of this movie, he was flying his old duster plane (laughs) and they ended up editing it in post-production to a fighter jet because they didn't think it was believable that he'd be able to fly a fighter jet into battle or a duster into battle against aliens. (laughs) I like the duster better. But anyway, he screams... I'm back! <laughs> and then kamikaze straight into the aliens. So good. <laughs> Connor, my number four is Bill Murray in Zombieland. Aw, oh, this one's tragic. This one is so tragic. So, <laughs> Bill Murray, uh, the, the gang get to Bill Murray's mansion. And uh, he has put makeup on himself to look like a zombie to basically blend in and everything. And, uh, they, they almost kill him. Right. And then they don't. And then he spooks them later and they kill him. Is that how it goes? So he befriends 
two of them, and they convince them, to, they convince Bill Murray to go scare. Um, oh yeah, Jesse Eisenberg's character. And he, Jesse Eisenberg kills him. Yeah. And then he proceeds to have a very long, drawn-out death scene. Yeah, it's so good. It's so tragic. Rest in peace, Bill Murray. And I guess his entire performance, other than what he was up to, like him dying and him being a like, I guess all of his dialogue was improvised. So good. Like, do you have any regrets, Garfield? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. All right, what's your number three? This one's a twofer. Ooh. Because I got Palpatine. Ah, oh, nice. Because not only do you stand there, the all-powerful, incredibly wise Sith Lord who's ruled the galaxy for 20-plus years and spent decades in subterfuge plotting and planning to overtake the galaxy through politics, and then you just lose track of what's going on when your apprentice, who you groomed as a child to be your apprentice, throws you off over the edge into a hole. Tragic. But not only that... When they randomly revive you 30 plus years later <laughs> and your quote unquote granddaughter uh shows up and decides she's going to fight you and you shock you try to shock her to death using the exact same lightning which just seconds before you demonstrated was powerful enough to like completely annihilate a space fleet you try to shock her with it. And you're like, ha, your beauty lightsaber is nothing compared to my electricity. And then she pulls out a second one. He's like, oh no, two? Yeah. And then he just gets his face burnt off. Mm-hmm. He can't turn his own force lightning off when it's killing him. <laughs> the lightning's too strong, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Connor, my number three. Is Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I was debating between Judge Doom and the shoe, but Judge Doom was great. When when you finally when the plot reveal happens and you find out he's a tune, and then his eyes start bulging, and he gets then he melts, man. I'm melting. It's very um callback to Wizard of Oz. But when I very- killed your brother, I talked just like. It's so creepy, man. When his, the higher his voice gets, the creepier it is. Uh, it's so good. So glad he died. <laughs> Why do you kill an innocent shoe? The shoe is so cute. Moving on, number two, Connor. All right, this one. This one's metal. Okay. All right, picture it. It's Thor Ragnarok. Oh. Hella has pretty much just won. She's like, you can't defeat me. I know, but he can. <laughs> and the giant fire guy just pops up with a giant sword. He's like, ooh, I'm going to kill Asgard. <laughs> and then Hela is just like, mm, hell no. Nah. And <laughs> summons a bunch of spikes. Like, she's going to stop this dude. And he's like, ooh, ooh. And plunges the sword straight down on top of her, blowing up the planet. <laughs> that is so cool. It's pretty sweet. It's straight metal. <laughs> My number two is the solemn one. It's one of the most iconic deaths in a movie. It's 
Mr. Mufasa himself in The Lion King. Stampedes have been a theme on this episode. <laughs> Fortunately, this one got a brother down. Rest in peace, Mufasa. You deserved so much better. You were a good king. Betrayed by your own brother. <sighs> what is this, Hamlet? <laughs> Get it? Because it, it is. Uh, you're number one, Connor. All right. So picture this. Okay, I'm picturing. You're the biggest, baddest bandito this side of the Mexican border, right? Sure, sure. You've spent your lifetime being the coolest, most baddest guy out there. You just rob, you you rob uh, armored cars by just body slamming them. You you are ripped. You are an absolute unit. You're El Macho. You are the biggest, the baddest. But you, you decide it's time. You, you need to retire. But you, you, you can't just retire. You have to end your villain career in a blaze of glory. So what do you do? Well, for El Macho, that's simple. You get on a plane. You jump out of that plane while riding on a shark. <laughs> but it doesn't end there. Because you've got a ton of TNT. An actual ton of TNT strapped to your chest. <laughs> But it doesn't end there. Because how are you going to up that ante? You're just going to splat on the ground? No, 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 no. You're going to jump riding a shark with a thousand pounds of TNT strapped to your chest into an active volcano. Let's go. That is why my number one, even though he somehow survived that, (laughs) is El Macho from Despicable Me Too. It feels like it's cheating that he's number one then. But I'll, I'll allow it. I think it's just... It's fair. My number one, Connor. So iconic, it's been on both of our lists now. But I have a twofer. Okay? Sorry, my number one's a twofer. But the Wicked Witch of the West. Yes, you've already talked about it. Hilarious. Death by Water water allergy right is that what you'd call it i don't know what you call a water allergy well what do you call an allergy to having houses falling on your head because the wicked witch of the east is my number one starts off the movie fresh with a death and that is good taste of oz and the little munchkins can celebrate yeah, this is fun. This is a great exercise, Connor. I had so many more. You, do you want some quick honorable mentions without the full explanations? Sure. Um, I had Uncle Ben, Green Goblin, uh, Ole Yeller, uh, Rue from The Hunger Games, uh, Tina from The First Nightmare on Elm Street, um, Ellie and Up. Yeah, there's a few more. Uh, you got any? Off the top of my head, Eddie Brock from Spider-Man 3. Yes. Because <laughs> that's just wild. That bomb just 
completely evaporated him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I punished you a lot earlier this episode. I think it's time to return the favor. And this week's Half Baked. Come on. Hurry up. It's taking forever. Ooh, I know. Finally. What do you got for me this week? All right, Morgan. Yes, Connor? Well, just like hopefully some of these uh, deaths have inspired you to stay alive. <laughs> some of these, uh, there, there's some things that can also inspire you. Sure. And these could be quotes. Okay. So, you're going to tell me, sir, is this quote from a video game or something a real person said? Okay. And you'll get a bonus point if you can tell me what video game it came from Ooh. or who said it. Oh. So, you can get up to 10 points. Oh, okay. So, there are five total then. No, wait. That's... Yes. Wait, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got it. Sweet. Let's do it. All right. So, you're number one. Your first, your first uh, quote is smart people learn from everything and everyone average people from their experiences stupid people already have all the answers um i'm gonna say this real life and i don't know who do you want to guess uh like who yeah My stupid people have all the answers oh gosh i like i don't know the quote really um, I'm just gonna say that, um, uh, would it be a famous person? Yeah. Was yes. Me? It is. A f I went out of my way to make sure these were all famous people. Okay. Okay. I was like, it's not like Connie from Hartwick, right? Or anything like that. Um, well, no, but that would be metal if I did that. Yeah, that would be, she is pretty famous, but, um, uh, how about, um, how about Bill Gates? Why not? That's not it. But You are correct that it is a real-life person that said this. Sure. But the person was Socrates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're close enough. You know. <laughs> All right. So, the second quote. It's more important to master the cards you're holding than to complain about the ones your opponent was dealt. Hmm. Just the opponent. I mean, this is a pretty popular esque saying, but I'll say it was a video game because of the opponent phrasing of it. I don't know. And um, this seems like oh gosh, I don't know who would have said this. Um, it doesn't have to be a specific character. You oh, okay. can guess Just the video game. game franchise. How about Red Dead Redemption? So you are correct that it was a video game. Okay. But this was a random NPC from Pokemon Black and White. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I feel like that should have been like 10 extra points if I got that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're sitting at two. I'm sitting at two. I'm feeling good. All right, number three. Amateurs sit around and wait for inspiration. 
the rest of us get up and go to work. Man. Hmm. This could go either way because it's classic idea. Um. This, you know, this feels real, but I'm gonna say it's a video game, and this is also from the Pokemon franchise. Do I need- so oh, okay. you are wrong. I'm wrong. Okay. So this was a real quote. Uh huh. And it was said by Stephen King. Oh, okay. That felt like something like like Gary could have said, you know? Like the trainer, like Red. You think uh, Pokemon League champion Gary would have said anything other than smell you later, loser? <laughs> You're right. It's shame on me. <laughs> all right, all right. Finally missed. All right, number four. War is where the young and stupid are tricked by the old and bitter into killing each other. Um, this is probably real. I don't know. It could go either way. It could be in a ton of war games, too. I'm going to say this is real. And how about... Why not... Nah, I feel like a physician in power wouldn't make that much sense. But sure. How about Winston Churchill? So you're wrong. Okay, cool. This was a video game. Yep. And it was said by Nico Bellic from GTA 4. <laughs> Roman. What's up, cousin? It's your cousin Roman, Nico. Okay. <laughs> you want to go bowling? You want to go bowling? <laughs> Just hop out of the copter, Nico. <laughs> All right. Your final quote. This is the one that's going to determine whether or not you pass. Okay. Whew. A lot of pressure. Stand amongst the ashes of a trillion dead souls and ask the ghosts if honor matters. The silence is your answer. Uh, um, video game? Ghost of Tsushima? I don't know. You are correct that it is a video game. Okay. And this was said by Javik from Mass Effect 3. Uh, never played never played the Mass Effects, but did I tell you the cool news that I'm probably going to? No. Uh, the Mass Effect, uh, the whatever, the Legendary tree, Trilogy Remaster, is that what it's called? Ever? Uh, like sure. Uh, it's the PlayStation Plus game for December. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I might actually finally give it a shot. I, I highly recommend the series. The first game's a little janky, but okay. after that, it's solid. But it's worth playing the first one? Oh, absolutely, for okay. the story alone. Cool. The Once you get used to the combat, it's honestly the easiest combat in the series. Okay. Well, solid. If you play on New Game Plus. Yeah. So, if you play on New Game Plus, I'm not even kidding. You can just run through the entire game one-shotting every single enemy with a pistol. <laughs> Wild. So, so first playthrough is a little trickier though. Gotcha. So I passed, right? You passed. You got the absolute bare minimum score to pass. Let's go. That's me. That was fun. I like that one. Um, next episode in, in the new year, I'll I'll, I'll do a half baked. I'll have to think of one. I'll have to think of one. Ooh, I have. I already have some ideas, but. I think it's time to celebrate the holidays, Connor, by moving on to some desserts. 
desserts. What do you got for me this week? What's your news? Well, news headline, Johnny Knoxville sued over terrifying prank involving pony and electricity. No, gosh, no. That's right, because a handyman named Khalil Khan claims that he was hired by Johnny Knoxville's either sponsor or company, TaskRabbit, to repair an electrical dimmer switch at the actor's home in Long Beach, California. And he was told that the... Oh, I'm about to sneeze. Hang on. <laughs> Bless you. Pardon me. Thank you. He was told that the last guy did a lousy job, so he better do it right or he'd get beaten up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. And he claims that Johnny Knoxville told him, I know jujitsu," <laughs> <laughs> Which made him fear for his safety. Oh, no, that's not funny. <laughs> and this made him eager to complete the job and leave so he started working very hard and quickly to get the lights working just for them all to go out and then for a 10 year old girl to appear and accuse him of killing her pony <laughs> what the heck the owner then returned to blame Khan for cutting off the electricity, which resulted in the little girl's pony dying. Oh, no. Because it was on life support in the adjacent room. That's that's a lot for me. He then was in complete shock and then noticed somebody was towing his car. And when he tried to call the police, he claims that a tow trucker man rushed out over with a white bag of white powder and accused him of having cocaine in his car. Oh, no. So he started panicking. So in the span of a few minutes, he had been threatened with being beaten up botching a repair job by, and murdering a pony and then having his car taken without permission and was being accused of possession of illicit narcotics. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> and then Knoxville popped out of nowhere to tell the guy that it was an all an elaborate prank and offered him a few hundred dollars. <laughs> And the lawsuit claims that he has been badly shaken and traumatized by this episode and has been sleepless, anxious, worried, and distressed. Oh my gosh. And he doesn't want the episode to become public because it will subject him to embarrassment and ridicule and potentially harm to his reputation in business as well. <laughs> well, do you want him to win the lawsuit? What do you think? I just want to see the footage. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's for something. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. Uh, you killed my pony. My pony. It's life support. <laughs> In the next <laughs> I, I have a really short one this week, but kind of funny. Do you know the, the phrase goblin mode? 
Oh, it got added to the dictionary. It didn't just get added to the dictionary. It's Oxford's Oxford Dictionary's Word of the Year. Oh, they went goblin mode. They went goblin mode. It's the Word of the Year. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the fact that it that is the case um, was even more wild for me. Um, I love the article. The first picture is someone dressed up as the Green Goblin. So that's just fun. But yeah, can you believe that it's the word of the year, though? Like, not just in the dictionary? Because that was uh, basically my news story last time, was the Scrabble dictionary got expanded. But uh, there was... So here, this year, Oxford Languages incorporated a public vote into the process and asked people to cast their ballot between three top expressions of the year. Do you know what the other two were? I do not. They were metaverse and hashtag I stand with. Seriously? Yep. That's that that was in the dic that's in the dictionary? Uh I think this was yeah. Yeah. Um That's a compound sentence. What's a bummer to me is that there weren't even that many people who voted, to be honest. There are like three hundred thousand. I mean, that's still a lot of people, obviously, but like, yeah, like for the dictionary, it should be like a few million people voting. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe we should have. Did you do? Did you do your due diligence and vote, Connor, for 2022 word of the year? I did not because I deleted all my social media. There you go. And I think it's time to wrap up this episode a little differently than we usually do, Connor. As we sit back and begin to stay hydrated, my friends, right? You do that too, right? I try my hardest when I'm in between saltwater enemas. Good. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Uh, well, when you're in between them, you're staying hydrated. And uh, this time of year, I think it's it's good to reflect back on um, some of the good things. And uh, there's a lot to be thankful for and grateful for this year, right? I don't know. I got like a kid and some stuff. That was cool. Uh, he's he's pretty cool. Um, he's chill. He's, he's pretty chill. Uh, sometimes, you know, I mean, he's a baby, so he's not always When he's chill. not obsessing over waffles. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, besides that, uh, Connor, we got a, we got a podcast, man. And we do. We have a lot of episodes now. We do. This will it's be, more than 10. Yeah, it's, it's much more than 10 now. Um, it, I believe after including the bonus episodes, this will be episode 48 and this is number 44, 44th numbered episode. And, uh, you know, we couldn't do this without the support of at least a few people. And, uh, I just want to thank everyone listening, you know, uh, obviously, you know, this show isn't big. It's not a huge, huge time thing or anything, but it's, it's an outlet for us to get some creative expression out, uh, every few weeks. I'd say, right? Wouldn't you? Yeah. And um, I'm having a blast with it, man. I think it's a great time. And, uh, you know, I want to thank our uh, listeners, anyone who ever gives us feedback or uh, comments on our lists, you know. Uh, shout out to Quarrel, uh, sometimes making fun of uh, some opinions, always uh, trying to hype up uh, Monsters University, you know. But, um, yeah. And, um you know, we'll be back and stronger than ever in 2023. Uh, we got more episodes planned. 
we'll hopefully we'll have some big things in the works. You never know. You never quite know. But um, you know, in order to keep this going a little bit more and like really keep on that grind and passion, we'd love uh for everyone who's listening to this right now to show someone else it. You know, we don't we don't need you. It would be nice. It'd be so great if you want to share it online. You know, post some links, things like that. But more than that, if you just have a friend that you're close with who listens to podcasts, say, hey, you want to check out these two weirdos talk about nothing for almost two hours now because they started to inflate their episodes in the last 10? Yeah, why not? So, you know, uh, leave leave reviews. That stuff helps too. You know, review our podcast, uh, share it with friends, share it with family. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it going forward. We appreciate y'all. Connor, any last words? Maybe maybe we're listening to an episode here or there. Yeah, show show some of them some love. There are a few out there that don't have any love, put a lot of hard work into. They're all they're all pretty solid. Yeah. And I, as I sit here basking in Mr. Henley's cuteness. Oh yes. As he stares out through the window intently, thinking on to the next year. We have to keep one important thing in mind. What is that? Well, it's kind of weird that Avatar 2 is marketing itself to kids with their children's serial line, you know? Yeah. Because at this point, a kid that's old enough for some of his marketing is younger than the first Avatar movie, which is rated PG-13. Yeah. Which means they probably haven't seen it yet. It is bizarre. And... We're going to, spoiler alert, we haven't even really talked about this much, but we're going to be doing a spoiler cast for Avatar The Way of Water, right? Did we we confirm we're doing that? I want to do that, yeah. Yeah, cool. So we're going to do that. That'll probably be our next episode. Might be like a month from now. Might be a hot minute for that. But anyway, um, an important thing is the name of this movie is The Way of Water. (laughs) Yes. And you know what water makes um it makes puddles it does make puddles but uh what like water has this way of moving right yeah the way of water some might say yeah so what's another name for this uh a drip i like what you're thinking but (laughs) more from a um gravitational sense because the moon's pulling on it oh like splashing Yes, Morgan. Splashing, but big splash. <laughs> a big splash? How about a sploosh? Okay, think of a sploosh and make it bigger. Make it bigger, better, and enough to make an Aussie crazy. A skadoosh. All right, skadoosh is thinking a little small. A little small. It's a little small. It's not quite big enough to make an Aussie or a Californian go nuts. Oh, a crash. Yes, yes, yes. You're you're on the right track now. Okay, okay. What causes the crash? Uh, the water, Connor. Yes, but what <laughs> what's the shape of the water when it crashes? Um, it's kind of like a like a upside down U almost. Okay, and what do you call that? Uh, a hill or a bump. Okay, but when it's made out of water. A water bump. Okay. Okay, let, let's start from the beginning. Okay, okay. Cool. Waves! 